Well, we appreciate the Lord, and I had a good Sunday school class this morning. I know we're using different literature in different classes right now, and or different things in different classes. And so uh, we we're, we're also uh, had a real good class this morning, the men's class about Absalom, uh, lessons for us to learn. And there were a lot of things about Absalom, take me right now, they were good. The only problem was his motive for doing them was wrong. And so the things that he did in trying to help and all, those were good. But he did it the wrong way. It's important for us to try to do things God's way. And uh, so I do appreciate the Lord good having all of you here this morning. And so uh, we're going to get right on in and let, uh, I guess, Brother Caleb do the uh, Sunday school. Praise the Lord. We learned about a good lesson today. Children of Israel, when they, after they crossed the Red Sea, worshiped the Lord, Amen. brought them through, and then nine, three days later, they started complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Problems started happening, they needed water. And they came up to, to a place, and the waters there were bitter, bitter waters. And they said they, they murmured against Moses. And murmured, complained. I looked at that word, it means to oppose. They said, we need water to drink. And he said, he said, what do you want from Moses? What you gonna do now, huh? You know, it's just like the opposing. I'm not asking you where we're gonna get it, but opposing it. Yes. Opposing his authority. Opposing yes. the godly leadership they had. And complaining, not believing. Our, I, I cross-referenced it to a place in Psalms, and it talked about uh, how God did all these great things for him, delivered from the hand of Egypt. A great thing. A great thing. Nobody's ever seen waters part like that ever. Yes. Nobody's ever been delivered with that forever. Yes. And not so shortly after, they forgot about it. Oh, That's the one thing they did. They forgot the good works of God. Yes. And they didn't wait on the counsel of the Lord. Right. They didn't wait. Yes. They forgot and they didn't wait. The two things that are important. Sometimes we come up with places in our life where it's just like, I'm going to need something. I'm going to need this. Where's God at? If it wasn't for God bringing me here, if it wasn't for God delivering me, I wouldn't be here right now. We complain against that authority. Because we forget what God did great things God did. Yes. And if you did great things back then, guess what you can do? You can do great things right now. Right. right now. Still. If we wait on it. Wait on his counsel. Yes. Wait on wait, wait on the Lord for whatever it is. His great God is able to live, uh, fix whatever problem. Whatever situation. Great. Amen. We're gonna stand up and sing. They want to sing Father Abraham, so we're going to sing Father Abraham. Oh, 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 oh. Do you not want to sing Father Abraham? You're going to do your song. All right. Come on. 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 Come Yes, sir. So let's just praise the Lord. Right on left on Father Abraham. 
appreciate everyone that's been coming around and uh, working. Church looks so good on the inside. Um, uh, the cleaning uh, outside looks great. It's just I really, really appreciate all the effort and, uh, and all that uh, people have done to help us with the revival. Lord willing, we'll be starting that revival uh, Monday night. Um, they uh, had they just been having some good meetings up there. And so uh, they're going to continue on uh, through tonight. And then, Lord willing, uh, unless something really happens, Lord willing, we'll be starting uh, Monday night at uh, 7.30. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Honey, if you would come and have a song. And, um, you know, um, there are so many lessons throughout the Word of God. I hope that you do study the Word of God. Don't just, huh? I, well, you, I know you probably were, and maybe you weren't like I was, but assigned reading at school. Huh? How many of you remember those assignments you had to read at school? How many of you remember the assignment that you read at school? A little different there, that last one. You remember? This thing just died on me. Anyway, do you remember the assignment? Huh? I was good for about two days. Remembering, that's all right. Uh, I was good for about two days remembering the assignment, but after two days, it was gone. Huh? I was on to the next thing. And so, but we need to get the Word of God into our hearts. And so I do appreciate the Lord. And I want to tell you something, folks. You can read the Word of God, the black on the white pages or the red on the white pages, but then you can read deeper than what's right there. And then deeper and deeper, there is so much to the Word of God, it is absolutely amazing. And so get in, dig in that, into that, uh, those mounds of promises, and dig you out some gems. Yeah, yeah. Amen. All right. Let me get batteries for this thing here. All right, Teresa.
we missed him terribly this past week. Yeah. But we're at Blakewood, and yeah, um, there's people sitting out there, and you can tell by looking at them, just addictions, yeah. endless cycle of addictions. And you know, uh, the Lord just began to deal with me, telling your testimony. You know, it's a good, a good opening. So I began to tell them how my best friend was Jack Daniels. Right. I know I'm a preacher's wife, and probably some of you would be ashamed to know that you're associated with such. But you know what? I couldn't get rid of it. Right. I couldn't get rid yeah. of it. You know, you try to stop. You try to do different things to stop. Not many people knew it. But one day,
for breath, for life, for opportunity to continue on. Huh? You know, when you start getting older and you have a few afflictions come by your way. But when you're young, strapping, young, and you know, you can, you can uh, just keep going with just a little bit of sleep and, and uh, you know, you, about anything you put your mind to, you can get it picked up or, or whatever. I, I remember them days a long time back. But it's not like that. Huh? And have you ever, you ever had your mind blink on you? Hello? Huh? I've had mine blink on me. And then you begin to realize God's got control of it all. He's got control of my breath and of my life. Amen? Every, uh, every um, uh, skill that you have, you, you didn't make your skill. God gave you that skill. Amen? And so we need to be thankful for all that God has given to us. Here this morning, if the Lord help us, I'd like to talk to you a little bit and preach to you some. And so uh, turn with me to Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 16. Huh? Y'all know where that's at, don't you? Huh? Leviticus chapter 16. So you have that page all marked up in your Bible? Huh? Are there a lot of are there a lot of uh, turned over places, you know, on, on the edge of the paper where you've been to this place a lot? No, I didn't think so. Any consolation, mine neither. Okay. So turn with me. Uh, Leviticus chapter uh, 16, and I'm going to skip around different verses because I'm just trying to highlight what the Lord helped me preach about. Uh, We'll start in verse 5. And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Drop to verse 7. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon uh, which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Verse 15. Then shall uh, he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood in the veil, and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy. Uh, and I'm sorry, upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, 
and because of their transgressions in all their sins. And so shall he do for the uh, tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Verse 20. And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto the land not inhabited, and he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, dear Jesus, for these two goats. And I thank you, Lord, for what these two goats represent. And I thank you, Lord, that these goats represented something far deeper and far more important than just what we could read here on these uh, verses. I thank you, dear Jesus, for the great sacrifice that you made upon Calvary for us to bring an atonement for our sins that, Lord, we might be made pure in your eyes. And, Lord, I do thank you. And, Lord, I pray that you would anoint us and put your words into my mouth. And that, Lord, not only would you anoint these words that we try to speak, but, Lord, would you anoint the hearts to receive the engrafted word. That, Lord, when we leave here, we'll leave different with a better comprehension and a better understanding and Lord with our sins forgiven and our sins atoned for help us Lord here this morning we pray in your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful name that name of Jesus and everyone said amen two goats I really don't know how to title this one. One of the uh, thoughts was to name it Scapegoat. The other title that I uh, thought about was just Two Goats. huh? And the other idea I had on it was the Lord's Lot. There's a lot to be said in here. And one of the things I want to mention to you first and foremost is that here in these scriptures, the word scapegoat is not like we use it today. Okay? Uh, I'm sure none of the little children or older children do this. I'm sure some of us older adults have in the past. Uh, Done something wrong and instead made it seem like he did it. Huh? Huh? That is the modern definition of the word scapegoat. When you cause someone else to be blamed for what you had done. That is not what this is talking about here this morning. First take a notice that these 
these uh, goats, these two kids, most of the time when it talks about kids, it's talking about younger goats. I think I'm more inclined to like younger goats than I am older goats. Older goats become billies. And billies have a tendency to, uh, to get you when you're not looking. But these young kids of goats, they're playful. They're uh, good looking. They're fun to be with. Uh, you can play with them. I mean, it's just, they're two little goats. And notice where the goats came from. These were not goats that had been raised specifically for this. These were two goats taken from the congregation. Somebody out there, and of course actually they all had a lot of goats traveling with them as they went. But somebody out there had two little goats. Them little cute goats. The ones that play around. Chase each other. You, you see what I'm talking about? And so they went out there and chose these two goats for a sin offering. Huh? To be offered up for sin. In our day and time, and because we are somewhat of a Christian nation, sin doesn't seem to have such a bad effect on us today. And so sin is just done haphazardly. Sin is just something that happens. You know, sin is just, well, you know, Brother Jeff, sin is just missing the mark. I didn't quite do it right. Yeah, but sin is sin. It only takes one sin to lose your salvation. It only takes one sin to become defiled before God. It only takes one sin, amen, for Adam and Eve to have been kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And that was for eating a piece of fruit. What's wrong with eating a piece of fruit? Huh? Well, when God says don't, and you do, that becomes sin. And so here in these scriptures, these two goats were brought. Amen. And, and I want you to get this picture a little differently. Instead of them having a nice building like this, they had a really, really nice tent. Okay? You ever been to one of them wedding tents that's been all decorated on the inside? And you yeah. think, wow, this is really not. Yeah. This tent is better than any of those tents. These tents have different type of uh, uh, skins on the outside of them. There's gold all around and, and there's all kind of sockets and, and things that are out there. And not only that, but there is this cloud that's in that tent. A cloud. It's not smoke. There is smoke in the, in, the, in the area of the tent, but it's not in the tent. What's in the tent is this mist. The mist is the representation of God Himself. In the Old Testament, they called it the Shekinah glory of God. It was like a mist. It was like a cloud. And uh, that was just to give people something to be able to focus on. Now, Moses... He could see the Lord. Okay? He saw the Lord. 
And so they were to bring these two little kid goats, carry them up, and at the door of the, of the tabernacle, they would set them down. And then, I, guess, I think if I remember correctly, yes, Aaron. Aaron would say, Lord, here are the two lambs. Hello? What do you mean to tell me the Lord didn't see? No, the Lord saw them. But He brought them to be the sin offering. The transgression. Romans says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no washing. There is no cleansing. It is sin that brings forth death. And uh, so these two little lambs are brought there. And uh, we see that uh, uh, Aaron is to cast lots. He's got two stones. Some say that one stone was black and one stone was white. We don't really know. Uh, that's part of like the Urim and Thurim. Uh, and so these two stones were there. And so they would assign one stone for each. Okay, this, this goat here is going to be the white stone. This one here is going to be the black stone. Or vice versa. It didn't really matter. And so then he would pull out them two stones, drop one, and drop the other. I don't know exactly how they did it, but and so one, one of those stones represented one goat and also represented the Lord. That's the one the Lord chose. Hello? Are you getting this? And the other stone, believe it or not, that was also the Lord's choice. Okay? The Lord chose, chooses. It's through the stones that we learn about things. Amen. You think it's chance. You think it's happenstance that things happen to you. But I want to tell you something. God is more involved in your life than you can ever imagine. Amen. Have you ever noticed that when you're not doing good spiritually, things Go bad. Oh, yeah. Hello? Huh? You stump your toe more. Huh? You spill more milk. Huh? You tump over things. You break glass. Uh, uh, things that you cherish. You ever notice any of that? Huh? There's a lot of things that don't happen by chance. God is trying to get your attention. Amen. Amen. Are y'all hearing me good out there? I think I'm, I'm a little low here. I'm going to boost this up. See if this is a little better. And so, here these, he casts lots. And one, I love the way it says, and Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell. Huh? Wouldn't you want to be the one that the Lord's lot fell? Huh? And said, and offer him for a sin offering. That's the one that's going to die. The one that got chosen. Yeah. Now mind you, these two kids of a goat never did anything wrong. Yeah. These two goats never had sin. They had never lied. Uh, they had not stolen anything. Uh, and really and truly, if two goats steal something... Is that a sin? Come on now. 
They hadn't murdered somebody. Innocent. Innocent. And so the Lord let those lots fall upon those two. And it said, but the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat. That's a Hebrew compound. And I might add to you, Bible, those who study your Bible, it's a controversial word. It's been taken out of context by many. But basically, that word scapegoat, goat, guess what that represents? Goats. Scape. Scapegoat. Well, one Hebrew dictionary means to go away, to disappear. Uh, Strong's exhaustive concordance says to go away, uh, to go about, to be used up, to be exhausted, to uh, be gone, to be evaporated. Uh, to, um, and then another one which uh, uses some uh, German to try to help us understand it. There are some things lost in translations, folks. To spin, to roll, to weave, to roll off, to go away, to depart. But this particular dictionary compared it to two different German words. Uh, one is called, and I'm not German, Fortrollen, which means to roll away. And the other one is Fort Farin which means to continue, to proceed, to go on. Think about now, the scapegoat. He gets to escape. He doesn't have to die. He is escaped. Huh? And so here in these Scriptures, we see that that uh, is very important for them to understand what is going on here. And it is very symbolic. And if we take things sometimes in the, the way that really a lot of people would like to take it in, is that, you know, they put all these sins on top of this scapegoat. Right? Well, the Bible says that. Put those sins on that scapegoat. And led him out into the wilderness. Well, I want to tell you something. That word wilderness is also translated throughout the King James Bible as pasture. The great Bible, which was before the King James and some others, it used the word or used the little phrase set free. These two goats represented what ends up happening with you and I. Amen. For every one of our sins that we commit, blood is required to have it washed away. Every one of us. It requires blood. Now before Jesus came and before He was on the cross, uh, it was these lambs, goats, Bullocks, turtle doves, different types of sins that went on. Those were the things that were used to make atonement 
for our sins. To make atonement. To wash. Hello? Huh? We've been working hard around here and at the house trying to get things ready for revival. And I'm going to tell you this past week I've taken more than my share of showers. Huh? You know why? Because I was sticky. Yeah. Now I didn't smell it, but my wife said I was stinky. <laughs> and there were times I had dirt on me. Okay? You need to understand. You may not see it, but your sin and your transgression right. sticks to you. Yeah. Right. Your sin and your transgression marks you. Right. There are certain times, uh, and, and when you're up here looking at y'all, it's one thing. A lot of y'all are just looking at the back of other people's heads. But I'm looking at y'all's faces. And you know what the face is? The face is the mirror of your soul. And a lot of times I can see things on your face that are troubling you. And sometimes you don't have to tell me you ain't been doing right. And you've been sinning and you've been sneaking around and doing things you should not do. I can see it. It's on you. Hello? And so, these two represent the whole, if I could say it this way. This one, you read the Scriptures and if you study it, that scapegoat, he doesn't really do anything except for representation of whatever they confessed. Now why would you confess and then put your hand on somebody else? Well, that was a type of putting it on them. But to confess, you had to confess things you've done. Do you confess what you've done? Or you do just that little nighttime prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I what? Die. Before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Doesn't even say anything about asking God to forgive you of your sins. Huh? Do you youngins, when y'all pray, do you say, Lord, forgive me for not obeying my parents? Oh, I thought I'd get a response out of it. <laughs> or yeah, or something, you know. Do you ask the Lord, forgive me, Lord, for what I said about so-and-so over there? I had more feeling in that than fact. Hello? These two goats represent us. Represents the Lord. And in one of these, you can clearly see that the, the lamb that the Lord's lot fell upon. Amen. He was the one chosen to die so the other one could go what? Free! free. Amen. The scapegoat. The goat that got to go free. Yeah. Amen. And so, uh, you know, 
when you read the scripture the way it looks, it looks like that goat would probably be all downcast. But I can imagine taking that little kid of a goat, taking it all the way out somewhere uh, to the very end of the pasture and letting it go. And he's looking around like, what? Free? He probably wasn't even free before he got there. He probably was kept in a pen, probably kept with a bunch of other goats, probably kept in a close place, but now he's set free. Hallelujah. Oh, I want you to get this picture that Jesus came to set us free. Amen. Not free to go and sin again. Not free to go out and do what we want to do. But free that we might can live. Have that freedom to be able to worship the Lord. To praise Him. Amen. And at times to laugh. And at times to cry. Huh? Times to not feel very good. Hello? Huh? If you got it in your mind that to be a Christian means that you're always smiling and happy and everything just go, that's not the facts. As Christians, we're going to be persecuted. And sometimes we're persecuted by our loved ones. And those that are near unto us. Sometimes we are persecuted by those who are outside. That think they understand what's going on. But they don't have all the facts. Amen. Sometimes we're persecuted by the devil. Who sees us on a consistent basis going to church. Amen. And worshiping God. And doing what God's called us to do. Sometimes we're persecuted by the devil. Uh, when we try to do something for the Lord outside of the church. Huh? Maybe at your work. Huh? So, we're going to have persecutions. And we're going to have trouble. Over in Proverbs 16 and 33, it said, The lot is cast into the lap but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. The disposing of it. The judging of it. The manner of it. The way that it is to go. Huh? You remember old Job running? I'm sorry, not Job. Jonah running from God. Yeah. Amen. And what do they do? They cast lots on, on, the, on, on the boat. And... How did it work out that the lot came to Jonah? The Lord. Come on. That's why some of you, some of you when you play the lotto, you never win. Come on. And you never win much. Huh? Come on. God didn't give us what He gave us to waste it on stuff like that. Come on. And so the lot is cast. The Lord has gambled for you. But in reality, He knows what it's going to take. But what He doesn't know is your choice. 
What will you choose? Uh, Joshua said, Choose you this day whom ye shall serve. Do you know you need to make a choice? You can't just bump along and say, like whenever I I was over in China and uh, we, we got talking about the different gods over there. They got a lot of gods in China too. And they talk like, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd like to know your God too. Notice that word too. Also, you have to realize it's either Jesus or it's nothing. Amen. You either choose Jesus Amen. Or you don't have anything. You've got to choose the Lord. Amen. You've got to choose Him. And without choosing Him, you're making a choice. And I'll just take whoever I can get. And so it is important. But I want you to know, I don't know if you're getting this this morning like I feel it. God, He, he, he believes you can make it. He has, he was willing to give up his only begotten son. Hello? Would you give up a child for a drunkard? Would you give up a child for a, a, a molester? Or a murderer? Huh? Or a cursor? Huh? Would you do that? No. Would you give up your son for yourself? Hello? God gave up the very best. He gave up the one that we're patterned after. Huh? So that he could shed his blood. Two goats. Two goats. The Lord's and the scapegoat. I want to know something this morning. Are you free? Or does sin still have you bound? Are you still addicted to sin? Does sin still have a grip on you? Oh no, Brother Jeff. No, no, no. Well, let me ask you something. Do you still cuss when you get mad? Hello? Then it's still got a grip on you. Huh? Do you still take a little nip here and there? Then sin's still got a grip on you. Do you still take a little look at pornography or lust after a woman you see? Huh? Or a man that you see nowadays. Amen? Then sin still got a grip on you. You're not free! Jesus came to set us free. We do not have to live in sin. We do not have to live, amen, with the bondage of sin where sin drags us around and makes us do things we don't want to do. But that great love of Jesus... He came and He was willing to die for me. And you. 
And I got to say it for me. I needed a Savior. I needed a Savior. I was a sinner lost and undone. Amen. Running my own path. Making my own gods. But Jesus came and He's turned me around. I'm not all that I want to be in the Lord. But I can tell you, I'm not what I used to be. Amen. I want to ask you the question. Are you still the same old, same old? Huh? You ever get accused of being, you'll never change. Huh? I don't ever want to lie to myself, but I think I'm different. I don't believe I'm like I used to be. God's changed me. Amen. And you know what? I'm going out to prove it every day. Hello? Love my neighbor. One neighbor I haven't even met yet, but anyway. Hello? Hello? I love my enemies. The Muslims, the ungodly folks in America, huh? I hate what they do, but them as a person, I'm commanded to love. I'm going to tell you, it's only going to be through love that's going to win the loss. And it was only by love that the Lord saved me. And I thank the Lord for that. But it took that death of that little kid and that blood. That blood. It's a bloody religion, folks. You need to know it. We don't shed blood. But it takes the blood of Jesus Christ to free us from all sins. Teresa, come get us a song. I don't know. uh, I'm sure that that, when you had the two kids there, I'm sure that other kid was looking, you know, at the other goat. Huh? Looking. And then when they saw that other kid, surely saw the priest come and take that knife out. Looking. You ever seen animals do like that? It's amazing. Looking, looking. And then that priest goes over there, cuts his throat, catches that blood. They were probably out of the same flock. Might have even been brothers. I don't know. Sees that one dead. And the priests then go around sprinkling the blood. On the altar, on the tabernacle, amen, all around it. What was that blood for? That was what purified it. It was the death of that lamb. 
that brought life to this other one. Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, I've, I've been shake. I would probably been shaking. Ooh, what are they going to do with me? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? And then the priest comes out and puts his hand on top of your head, and he and he confesses all those sins. But then, then it's, it talks about they'll take a, a fit man. You know what that means? That means, hey, you there. Come here. Come here. Take this lamb. Take him all the way out. All the way out. Huh? No more instructions. That's good. Come back. Okay. Took him all the way out. And he set that lamb down. Now what do you think that lamb did? Woo! I'm thinking that lamb threw it. Where are you going? Woo! He probably went running and jumping and maybe you ever seen them kick their little legs out, huh? Or running around. Why? He's been made free. The atonement of the blood of Jesus Christ has made us free from sin. Hallelujah. Yes, that sin was sin that we had done. We deserve that death, but He died for us. Amen. Woo! That we can be free. We escaped. We escaped the judgment. We escaped hell. Come on. Why and how? By the blood of Jesus Christ. A lot of different, nobody's got a good handle when you read all the different other great minds. Or I'm sorry, when you read all the great minds. Uh, no real agreement. Some say, that was Jesus showing Jesus raised from but I I don't know. I think it means that the blood is applied to us and we're free. The scapegoat. Let's stand all across the house. I want to ask you a question. Are you free? Do you have guilt? Guilt. Do you have iniquity in your life? Things that you feel bad that I've done. And, I, and I'm not, you know, yeah, there's things way back there, but I'm talking about yesterday. I'm talking about last week. Come on. Are you free? You know, one of the things about freedom, you get to choose. And so when the devil comes to you and says, hey, look what I got. And the Lord's telling you, don't do that. You can choose. And you can say, Satan, get behind me. You can choose life. You know why we can choose life? Because Jesus 
was willing to die. Don't you want to be free from sin? Don't you want to be released from all that guilt? I can tell you, pills won't do it. Psychologists can't do it. Only the blood of Jesus Christ. And He can do it. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I've tried to preach as you give me to. And Lord, I ask and pray here this morning that Lord, those souls who are not free, those souls who are still doing wrong, I pray, dear Jesus, would you get a hold of their hearts? Help them to choose you, Lord, to choose life instead of choosing that death. Help them, Lord, to be willing to confess their sins, to turn their backs upon those sins, not to commit them anymore, and to live free for you. Help us here. Help us here this morning, we pray. While your heads are still bowed. Who here would say, Brother Jesus?
just something about that image in my mind that little lambkin. I don't think you're wasting no time. You're gone. Freed. Freed. I want to tell you what. That, that's about the most freed I've felt in about a month or two. Amen. Kick my little leg up. See, that's pretty good for me. Huh? To be free. True freedom only comes in serving Christ. <laughs> People look at Brother Jeff and Sister Teresa and say, You're free? You want to go to the movie house? You don't bring no liquor? You don't go to no movies? You ain't got no television? You ain't got no Facebook? Come on. You're you, you always clothed? Always clothed? Except for, you know. At home in your own bedroom, yeah. Come on. Huh? I thought you were free. I am free. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Nobody makes me do what I do. I do it. Amen. Because I love my Jesus. Amen. And when you love him, you'll do those things that you know please him. Amen. That's what I want to do every day. I want to please Him. I want to be free. Amen. Any word before we dismiss here this morning? Good having each and every one of you. Uh, like I said, don't be forgetting about revival coming up uh, tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, uh, if the, you know somebody that's not sick, invite them to church. Come on. All right. If they're sick and running fever, ask them to wait a little while. Come, come back next revival or something. All right. But I do appreciate the Lord and do appreciate what He has done for us. All right. You are dismissed until tonight. Yeah. All of you to sing with me. Can you be here at 430? Yes, we can. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Amen.